You're listening to the Right Ordered Life Podcast, episode number 18. We all need ways to manage our thoughts. To-dos, worries, and fear-based thoughts pile up in such a tangled way that some days our heads feel stuffed with mind clutter. Whether you're a daily journal queen or if you haven't picked up a journal in years, welcome, my friend, because on today's show, I'm going to show you three ways to journal that will drain your mind clutter and replace it with clarity and lightness. And this will help you so much that you might just get addicted to writing every day. I'm Stacy Santiago, and I'm here because I see you. If you're hearing my voice right now, chances are you're disappointed, grumpy, and honestly sick and tired of not having the time and energy to do it all. Here's the deal. I know that most days it feels too hard to be a good mom who successfully keeps her family and job going. It's normal to feel this way. I've been exactly where you are. As a board certified coach and licensed professional counselor, I've helped hundreds of clients connect with God, be happy at home, and do meaningful work without running out of time or energy. When you tune in each week, you're going to learn proven tools to live a right ordered life of faith, family, and purpose that you want to wake up to each day. Do you ever feel lost like everything is blurry and you don't have a clear answer? Or like you can't figure out what's bothering you or what to do about it? For me, that's going to be a yes. While my intuition comes in very handy when I'm coaching or creating, I have a very linear thought process for the most part. I like to map things out, see the sequence of tasks or events, and plan the details so I can clearly and smoothly execute. But, you know, I'm not a robot. And when you add in emotions, reactions I don't understand, problems I can't yet solve, wrestling with uncertainty, you get the picture. It's very messy in my mind. Does that make sense? And if not, and your mind is a calm, glassy sea of tranquility, please reach out to me so I can study you. Every week, and even daily, I feel like there's something in my head that I need to get out. And it's been this way most of my adult life. I needed a tool to manage my mind clutter, and so I grabbed onto journaling. And this made sense because I've always been drawn to writing. Now that I've consumed journal after journal over the years, I 100% know there's massive benefit to writing. Well, Stacy, if it's so good, why doesn't everyone do it? Good question. Here are the mistakes that block you from unlocking the benefits of journaling. First, you think you can keep it all in your head. You're busy. I get it. No time to write anything but a to-do list and a quick signature. But here's the deal. You simply cannot process all of your thoughts and emotions while multitasking. Your senses are taking in too much info at once to have enough bandwidth to handle the complexity and volume of your thoughts and emotions. Your brain is basically like a pinball machine where the ball releases, shoots up, gets bounced around as it falls down the maze, through the hole, and then reloads and shoots up again. No end in sight. Believe me, I've played this game and it only leaves you frustrated in circular thinking. The second mistake is ignoring your goals, desires, and dreams. 
When was the last time you painted a picture of your desires on paper and mapped out the steps you were taking to bring them to life? Let me give you an analogy for this one. Let's say your mind is like a sieve. You're trying to catch as much sand as you can, but no matter how good you are, sand is flowing through holes in the bottom and back out again. And the sand that's flowing out are your goals, desires, and dreams. The vision, the details, the progress on realizing these goals and desires are lost. They become out of sight, out of mind, as you focus on the to-dos and the main things right in front of you. The third mistake is accepting all of your thoughts as true. Without a structured way to change your perspective, you believe all the stuff that comes into your mind. And I don't mean that you believe a newsreel that said aliens have landed or a text message that said you just want a Lamborghini. What I'm talking about are the thoughts you have about yourself, about your life, your day-to-day, the negative criticism, the thoughts you have about circumstances and other people. So you're avoiding or taking action based on a lot of thoughts that aren't even real. Crazy, right? And I want you to think about the consequences of making these mistakes. You're exhausted. You struggle to make decisions. You don't know what your goals, desires, or dreams are or you're at least not pursuing them with intention. You stay stuck in conflict with family or colleagues. You struggle to express how you feel and then don't feel understood. You can't find solutions to problems and you beat yourself up for all the ways you fall short. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. So what's the better way? Because I know you don't want to live that way. I wouldn't want to. The better way is the J word, journaling. But it's not effective to just tell someone, journaling is so great, you should do it. There has to be a method and a payoff for doing it. And that's what I've identified. A structure for journaling and a highly desirable outcome you can have right away. I teach my clients how to use this method. And even women who have told me they don't like journaling have said, wow, this is helping me so much. Think of this as the three-pronged journal method. I'm going to define each form of journaling and how best to use it. So number one, first form of journaling is processing. This is your go-to form of writing when something is bothering you, but you're not sure what you're feeling, what's causing it, or what to do about it. I want you to use this when you're feeling negative emotion and want to get clarity. And you can also use processing to decision map. A very simple example of this would be writing pros and cons. There are two main ways to process, and I'm sure there are more, but for simplicity and efficacy, I'll show you two right now. First, for processing, just simply grab your journal and a pen, sit somewhere you can focus and breathe, and write. Start writing whatever comes to mind, knowing there's no right or wrong. Did you get that? There's no right or wrong. Organic flow is best. Let your intuition and the Holy Spirit guide you. Second, you can try using one simple prompt. For example, my clients have had great success with asking themselves, what's coming up for me right now? Go with whatever comes up for you. It could be a thought or an emotion. 
Be open to whatever flows from identifying that thought or emotion. For example, work was crazy today. There's your thought. From there, you can invite yourself to explore why or how that's impacting you. Processing is long-form journaling. It's open-ended with only a structured beginning, if that. The rest is up to you. There's no right or wrong way. Although I will say that if you filter your words, if you stay on the surface so you don't sound bad or you downplay how you really feel, it will shrink the benefits you get from processing. So write freely with only the expectation that writing honestly will lead to clarity and lightness. The benefits to processing, ah, sweet clarity, finding solutions, feeling lighter and more hopeful, being able to articulate for yourself and anyone who asks what's wrong. And of course, the empowered benefit of dissolving your mind clutter. You'll find that you'll sleep more peacefully and have greater self-awareness of the deeper work you need to do. My friend, It's good if it comes to light that you feel like you're failing in multiple areas of life. It's good if you realize you beat yourself up for not being enough or that you're not thriving in a fulfilling life. Don't be afraid of that. If and when this comes up, reach out to me. This is what I do with clients. We get rid of your stress and fear for good. We have to get rid of the root of the problem even if you feel miserable and too busy to make a change. Okay, journal form number two, recalibration. Your goals, desires, and dreams will change. I know mine look different month to month. The purpose of recalibrating is to check in with yourself and how you're doing on the front you're focusing on. For example, do you have any goals for your family this year? Have you visioned your family growing closer in some way? Maybe you'd like to take a trip somewhere. Whether your front is family, personal health, financial, a relationship, faith, a business, you need to keep checking in on what you want and what progress you're making. Does that make sense? And by the way, if you don't like the word recalibrating, feel free to call it refresh or anything else that feels good for you. I'm going to stick with recalibration because I like it. Now, I know some people have major resistance to writing about goals and desires. You might hesitate because you don't want to miss the goal and feel like a failure. Or maybe you feel like what you desire is so far off in the future, it's just not worth paying much attention to right now. That's okay. This is totally normal. I recommend starting with short-term recalibration in the structure of the right ordered life. Just what we're talking about here, faith, family, and purpose. This will help you get started and get the hang of the format. So to start, you'll write about what you desire for your faith in the next one to three months. Describe why you desire it, how you'll be and feel when you have it, and your next step to make progress. Then you can take family and then on to purpose which can be your job or business or volunteer or even home management if you're not working right now. The benefit. What's the point of getting in a car and driving around if you have no destination? Stop doing that. You're meant to go somewhere specific. Yes, we're meant for heaven, but also in this life, God has a unique mission for you. You've got desires on your heart. 
With recalibration, you keep moving the needle forward toward the highest and best outcomes of life versus settling in survival mode or comfortable complacency. When you imagine what you want, you have intentional focus. And where focus goes, energy flows. When you see yourself making progress, you can feel that desire coming to life. And it's energizing. And it's practical for all my productivity-loving friends out there. I consistently and frequently recalibrate where I am in my business so I see where I need to adjust, celebrate what's completed, figure out my priorities, and feel good about a clear roadmap going forward. Bananas, it's good stuff. Journal form number three, reframe. I mentioned when we started that all of your thoughts are not reality. A lot of them just are not true. Sitting down to write out a reframe is powerful and will help with this. While you can always write it down, I sometimes still do, this practice gives you the added benefit of training your brain to run the reframe format automatically in real time. Seriously, if you can become a reframe master, this alone will change your life. Okay, I want to rewind that. If you can become a reframe master, this alone will change your life. No joke. When I ask my clients for their top three takeaways from working with me, they always say their top takeaway was the mindset. And the core of mindset is the reframe, the meaning you make about something. How do you do a reframe? There are three parts. Number one, write down your thought. Number two, Ask, is this the absolute only truth? Well, no. Number three, ask, what else could be true? Let me give you a quick example. Let's say you come home or end your work for the day and your house is a mess. Your thought might be, this house is a total mess. I have to do everything myself. Okay, so there's your thought. The second piece, is that the only absolute truth? Well, no. What else could be true? Maybe hubby or the kids had a tough day. Let me ask what's going on. Well, maybe it's not a total mess. I'm grateful for our home and that we have everything we need. It's not like HGTV is going to visit me today. And I can always find another way to get more housekeeping out. Okay. Sometimes it's very difficult to let go of the first meaning you make about a situation, especially if it's a sensitive trigger and the story you've told yourself has run on repeat for years. Sometimes we make ourselves a victim and give our power away to an external situation or person. That does not have to be your truth. I teach my clients how to slide up the scale to the victor side and choose a truth that allows them to live with freedom and joy without the fear and the mind drama. Okay, so you can use the reframe anytime you're worried, anxious, angry, or feeling a strong negative emotion you want to shift out of. Sit down, write out the reframe process for any thought that comes up and that does not serve you. 
it's actually good when you write out reframes for three, four, or five thoughts in one journal entry. Because when you read back over the truth, the new meaning you made, the truth stacks and has more power to help you shift into the emotion you want to feel. So the three forms of journaling we talked about today are processing, recalibration, and the reframe. Which one would be most helpful for you today? When will you journal next? All right, my friend, if you're putting on a happy face, but know that inside you're not okay, then let's talk. I want you to have everything you need to connect with God, be happy at home, and do meaningful work. And I want you to become a reframe master. There's a proven roadmap on exactly how to do this. And I not only give it to you in my Right Ordered Life coaching program, but I walk with you step-by-step to make sure it works for you. Having tested it out with clients over the past 10 years, I've idiot-proofed it. (laughs) Truly, if you show up ready to follow the Right Ordered Life roadmap, not having enough time, negative self-talk, and fear won't be a problem anymore. You will have more time and energy for yourself and your family, and you will have so much more joy moving through your day connected to God. I invite you, my friend, take off your I can't glasses for a few minutes so you can talk to me about what you need and what you can do, be, and have. Grab a time on my calendar by clicking the link in the show notes or clicking talk with Stacy at stacysantiago.com. My friend, I would love to hear from you. The one downside to podcasting is that there's no dynamic audience engagement. So I invite you to reach out to me, say hi on Facebook, or email me at stacy at stacysantiago.com. And I would especially love it if you leave, leave a quick review with your takeaway from an episode you enjoyed. I want to be able to give you a listener shout out on a future show and send you a thank you gift for being a loyal listener. Coming up next week, my guest and I are talking about that feeling of losing yourself. And we get so busy with life, work, and family that we often don't know who we are anymore. Our hobbies, interests, talents, dreams, strengths. With so little free time, it feels like some of those rich aspects of who you are have faded away. But we're going to show you a way to rediscover yourself, to clear off the dust so you can shine and thrive with confidence and joy. So go share the show with your friends. Let them know that's coming up next week and invite them to tune in with you and learn how to connect with God. Be happy at home and do meaningful work too. I'll see you back here next week, my friend. Until then, celebrate that you are one step closer to living your right ordered life.